Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your main bitch, Kim, and welcome, welcome. It's kind of crazy that I... Did you guys hear that crackle in my voice when I said, uh, 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 hello? Oh, my God. It's a Thursday. Happy Thursday, yins, guys, and I hope you've been having a great week. Now, today we will be all over the Bravo sphere because we all know that none of my shows are recording right now. Fun fact, though. Fun fact. Let's go to my East Coast ladies first off with the dish that I have for Yin's guys. If you've been following on social media, Luann and Sonia, baby. Luann and Sonia are supposedly having a uh, Roni spinoff with the both of them. It says, reality blurb, of course. Luann, Deliceps, and Sonia Morgan signed deal for spinoff show as Sonia addresses the future on Rooney. Now, I know a lot of people have been talking about it already, but I'm going to talk about it now. What the hell? So according to a report, it's said that these ladies will be uh, rubbing elbows. Okay, whatever. With the regular folk. What the fuck does that mean, first of all? Does that mean someone like me? Am I like a regular folk to you? Like, what does that entail? What is what is the application for regular folk? I want to know. I want to know. And it's weird whenever you say folks. That's just like a weird word to me. I don't know why I'm elaborating on it, but it's interesting because they are going to meet up with regular people, I guess, and enjoy visits from yet to be named celebrities. Here's my here's my spiel about this. I know some people are really excited about it. I'm assuming it's probably going to be on Peacock. OK, whatever. It will be interesting I don't feel like it will hit in a positive way the way that Candy and the gang have hit us in the face in such a lovely way, the way that Vanderpump Rules has hit us in the face, uh, even though their seasons are like pretty much bye-bye at this point. And I'll talk a little bit about Katie and Ariana and Tom and shit that's going on in their lives. So I do feel that it will be interesting to see. I don't feel like... Sonia and Luann are strong enough characters to lead a spinoff show. I think it's really hard. I mean, honestly, all these housewives are amazing and we love them. As a whole, they're amazing. I feel like it's very few and far between for housewives to go out and try to do something on their own. I mean, if we even look at Bethany and I fucking love her and we all know that I love her. She did that talk show didn't last. She is great on TV as a housewife, as a businesswoman and all that kind of shit, but she's not a TV daily show host. She just isn't. I mean, we all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. I don't feel like Sonia and Luann have that strong personality to keep a high rated show based on the two of them. I just don't. And if they do want really good ratings, they're going to have to get a lot, a lot of celebrities on their show to make people want to watch it. And honestly, I I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot of Luann's Cabaret. And to be honest, I'm kind of over it at this point. We need something new. Yes, we're doing a spinoff on Roni, the OGs versus newer, younger, multicultural thing. But when is that going to happen? One, two, I feel like maybe they're just feeding us a bunch of bullshit, like they're giving us something to hope for and then it's not going to happen. One thing that I did see, and I know this has been talks in social media for sure, they are coming up with three new franchises, honey, three, 
Okay. And they're supposed to be on Peacock. And they are the Real Housewives of Nashville, the Real Housewives of Scottsdale, and the Real Housewives of Winnetka. Okay. Now, living in Chicago, Winnetka, yes, I've been around in the area. I don't live in that area because this bitch is poor compared to their standards. Okay. But Nashville will be interesting. I really hope if this is all a true thing, which it seems to be, I really hope that the Nashville franchise would have a housewife that is a singer-songwriter. Not like Candy, you know, because she's like already in her success and stuff. I want to see maybe a struggling singer-songwriter trying to get her boots off the ground, so to speak, and witness that. Because obviously Nashville is the city where there's a lot of music there. Country, whatever, gospel, who have you. So that would be a good thing, I think. Because if not, I feel like you're just going to get the same type of shit that you would see when the girls of New Jersey went to Nashville. Who else went to Nashville? I think, um, uh, was it New Yorkers? Someone else went to Nashville, but I can't remember which franchise. But I feel like it's just going to be like that. So I'm hoping for the best, but we'll see. But the whole Winnetka thing? I think that's going to be boring. I think that is a huge no-no, huge missed opportunity. And I said this on my account. Bravo, what the fuck? Why didn't you just do Real Housewives of St. Louis? I think that would be a good fucking show. And it's in Andy's hometown. So maybe we would actually see him in the show. I think that would be really cool to see something different. And why not Real Housewives of Chicago? I don't understand the whole Winnetka thing. I don't get it. I am not supportive of that whatsoever, but we'll see if it could come to me the way that the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City did because I wasn't excited for that and I love the show. But was I excited for Dubai? Fucking yes. And it is delivering. I am obsessed with it. I want to be Ion when I grow up. I want to be her. I don't want to be basic. I want to be fabulous just like her. And I am thinking that I am fabulous and I am not a basic bitch, okay? So Ion, I fucking love you and adore you. You are my favorite, but we will get there to Dubai in a little bit. Other thing that is worth mentioning, word on the street, okay, Miss Giselle Bryant, word on the street, that... The Real Housewives of Potomac are in Cancun currently for season seven cast trip. This is from the Real Housewives franchise handle on Instagram. So thank you for sharing that with us. So I'm excited. They are in the middle of filming their season, which is a good thing. And I am looking forward to it. If we go on to some Vanderpump Rules news, we're going to switch over there. I recently saw a picture of Katie in her home. Obviously, she's moving out. And she wrote this heartfelt little uh, thing on her Instagram. I mean, the picture is really like, I kind of feel bad. I it, It's, yeah, it's sad. And she says, I hate goodbyes. And this one hurts a lot. The emotions and words are hard to pin down. Closing this chapter in my life feels like attending my own funeral, but I'm very much alive. Thank you, house, for being the coziest, brightest home for the memories, for being my sanctuary, for letting me dress you up like a Hallmark movie set at Christmas, and for being ours. I'm going to miss coming home. And you just see her in like her big ass, maybe it was living room, 
and she's just like looking around. It's just bare as fuck. I mean, that's definitely pulling at the heartstrings. So she's moving on with her life. She's sad, but she's also appreciating the uh, the time that she had in the house. So that was pretty moving. Now, if we go on to Ariana, she is saying, again, reality blurb here, Pump Rules needs to start filming immediately. And she's talking about the sandwich shop because in my mind, I'm like, are you guys really doing it? I mean, it seemed nice in the show and that's when everything was going well and Katie was still married to Tom. But now all of this is happening. So Ariana and Katie, are you still really doing the sandwich shop? Because it seemed good in theory, but I was wondering if it was just a fill-in for the show. Ariana addresses that and she says that it is coming along even though that they're in need of investors. So remember when uh, Randall was going to invest? That was a bunch of shit. So obviously he's not doing it. And I don't even think that he was going to invest. He was probably going to find some of his friends who have like a lot of money to have them invest, invest. So I don't know. The guy's full of shit. We already figured that out. He's weird. He's gross. Ooh, I can't. So they're trying to find investors. And she says, quote, we really crystallized our vision and all of our numbers have been crunched. So now we can just uh, so now we just need some people to invest. I'm wondering, why isn't Lisa Vanderpump investing in their sandwich shop? I wonder because she wouldn't get part of the shop. I mean, obviously, I feel like Ariana and Katie would want it as their own. But maybe if Lisa steps in, she would probably own most of it like she does with Tom Tom. But also, too. The money that Tom and Tom, I was almost like Tom and Ariana, the money that they're making on their restaurant, couldn't they put it toward the sandwich shop? And honestly, what's going on with their restaurant? I mean, we saw the place that they were renovating and shit, but is that even coming into fruition? I am not sure. But Yin's guys just know that Ariana and Katie's sandwich shop is in the works. So for all of those who live in Witches of WeHo, West Hollywood, be on the lookout for that. So two little takeaways that I want to talk about with these previous episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Dubai. So yes, yes, guys, we are transitioning. So if we talk about Beverly Hills first, I saw this on Instagram too, which I'm going to read. That Bravo life, baby. That's the handle on Instagram. This person posts, uh, please keep me anonymous. I don't think it's that person, but they're just reposting something. So it says, I have it on good authority that Sutton did not say anything aside from I do not see color. They all had hot mic moments that night or they all had hot mics that night. It's why Kyle is so adamant nothing was said. She would have brought this up to drive up the show. Now, Crystal was giving a warning at the end of last season that she needed to bring it in the next season. I guess maybe producers told her that. Her life is not interesting and has nothing going on. I don't necessarily agree with that, but okay. The best option she had was to make this up to start drama at Sutton's expense. Because without it, she would have no storyline and be kicked off. So she brought up something from a year ago. Sutton won't say anything because she quickly learned that something she says may have different connotations to others. The I don't see color. Not racist in her mind, but is unsure if she said anything non-PC. So bringing this up because as a viewer, you will see the cracks in Crystal's story. 
If others know, it will be easier for Bravo to bring a housewife with an actual life and get her off the show. So obviously this person isn't really down with Crystal. Now, I feel with this whole situation, her bringing up the whole, I don't see color, are you that girl, all that kind of stuff. She's bringing it up now. Maybe the production team did say, hey, you kind of got to step up your game as a housewife. Like, hello, talk to Ion. She is a badass bitch. Oh, I love her so much. Seriously. And maybe Crystal's like, okay, well, maybe I'll do that. So she's bringing it up now. I, you know, I like Crystal. I don't care what people say. I like her. I think she has a lot to bring. I think she's like a silent killer. You know, she's not going to come out until like she really needs to and shit. And then when she comes out, kind of like what she's doing now, we're all in like, (gasps) where is this coming from? I don't understand. Like, are you really thinking about it this way? I don't know. You're making it such a big deal. I mean, even Garcelle said that. I mean, the, the part whenever Garcelle, no, no, no. The part whenever Sutton was talking to Crystal last year, It was like the next morning after the whole, oh, you don't see color. And then when Sutton's like, oh, yeah, we have black kids in the pool and we have the Chinese girl in the pool or the jacuzzi or whatever. And that's how I want my kids to live. And then Crystal saying, that's kind of problematic. And then she asks Garcelle, don't you think that's problematic? This is at the dinner table. And Garcelle's like, no. And so we have this whole conversation about Crystal's using the word dark and then Crystal's like, well, if Erica or Lisa Rinna said dark, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But because I'm saying it, it's this whole spiel and all this kind of stuff like it is blowing up. And you know what? I am here for it on TV. Thank you for bringing it. I don't feel I don't feel like Crystal doesn't have a storyline. I like Crystal. I think people just need to let her be and let her do her thing. Uh, I do feel like she's hiding some shit, but I kind of like that she's doing it because she's like causing the shit. And I love it in such a positive way. (laughs) So keep doing your thing, Crystal. I have to say also that tribute to Lois in that episode. Oh, was so lovely. I remember those little videos when she was dancing and just seeing her on Instagram. I mean, she was such an amazing, amazing person on the show. I mean, obviously, I don't know her personally. I didn't know her. But we grew we grew to love Lois throughout these seasons. I mean, she was a special person and we could all see it. And that's probably why Lisa wanted to to show that. And she, I think she said something, I feel very lucky that we were able to get to know her on this platform and all that kind of stuff. So that was really, really fabulous. I also felt like Diana, she's very quiet too, but I do have to say every time that they go to her and whenever, you know, when the women are like, you see their name and they're like turning around and they're like in their little glam outfit or whatever. Diana is wearing this like sleek black dress with those red boots. Holy shit. She looks divine. She looks divine. I love that look. I don't own red boots. I probably would never do anything with them, but like I would just want to get a pair of red boots just so I could like feel like I was her with all of the money that she has too. And it's amazing whenever they were going on their trip. I think it was to Mexico. <laughs> she says in her confessional, she's like, yes, well, I have a team. They get to my hotel room and make sure that everything is set up for me, like my clothes are in the drawer and everything is clean and all this kind of shit the way that I would have it at home. 
I mean, first of all, damn, wouldn't we all be lucky if we had that set up in our life? Like, who does that? I Not even Dorit does that. And like, she's probably the most high maintenance out of all of the women. It's crazy. I love it. Am I jealous of it? Hell to the yes. Thousand percent. So we also see, too, Dorit's kind of showing her experience with the therapy that she's doing and how much anxiety that she has. When they get to the hotel, I really want to know why. Why was Dorit staying in her own place? I really think at this time of her life or in the show, I feel like she should have roomed with another housewife. I don't think she should have been alone. We can see whenever she went to the table, she was late to dinner whenever that whole uh, Crystal Sutton thing came up. She was late to dinner. She was having anxiety. I don't know why she was alone. I don't think she should have been in a room by herself. She should have roomed with a housewife. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. And as I said, Crystal's coming in hot this season. Love it, love it. And this whole thing started because Rinna was like, so girls, what did I miss, honey? Yes, because we all know that she was with Lois and dealing with that situation with her stroke and everything like that, putting her in hospice and all that kind of stuff. So Lisa still has a way of like stirring the pot, even though it was just an honest question. She just wanted to know what was going on. Some shade, too, though, that Crystal threw out in front of all the women's faces. It was so good. When she was talking about the Rorschach test and Garcelle was like, wait, what? And then she's like, Rorschach. And then she's like, well, I don't know what that is. And then, oh, my God, Crystal's response. She's like, I know these are big words. Oh, my God. And then Garcelle's like in her confessional. Well, you know what? We're all educated here, Crystal. I have a lot of big words that I could say to you, goddammit. Oh, my God. That was so good. So unexpected from Crystal. But like I said, she's a silent killer. And then whenever she comes out, you're like, damn. Oh, my God. So good. That was a great moment. So as the ladies are still talking about the scenario from last year between Sutton and Crystal, Sutton is basically saying, you're assassinating my character. Crystal's like, you're not taking into fact of how I felt when all this shit was happening. No one was empathetic. I can't deal with this. Da, 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 da. And then the episode ends. So Erica does come out, though, and I I do like this because she was basically not cookie cuttering, uh, sugar coating. I don't know why I said cookie cuttering. She was not sugar coating what the real issue is. Erica comes out and she says, what do you want to know, Sutton? Like, forget all the women in here. I want to know what do you want from this? Like, what do you feel like she is accusing you of? And then Erica was like, She doesn't want people to think that she's a racist. And then that whole conversation comes up. And then Lisa Rin is like, oh, well, that's dangerous. And they're like, yeah, that's so dangerous. And then Sutton basically said, I don't want to, uh, I don't want people to look at me and my character in such a way. But she doesn't say, I don't want people to look at me as a racist. So Erica says it, which is completely true because that's what Crystal's insinuating. So we see, so we think And that's why Erica said it. And then the episode ends. Actually, I lie. It doesn't end. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm looking at my notes here. Okay, so Crystal apparently, per Sutton's words, and even Lisa Rinna uh, in her confessional says this. She they both say that Crystal makes up all these lies and, and whoever she's friends with and she loses a lot of friends because she makes up all these lies 
because she wants to get to the most powerful woman in the friend group and she'll do whatever she can. And that's why she said all this shit about Sutton. I don't I don't know. That's kind of crazy. And even Andy said last night on Watch What Happens Live, he's like, well, who what friends are talking about it? And she's like, only the girls in this show, because that's all they have to talk about. It's interesting. I don't know where that came from, but that's very high school. And a lot of times some of this shit is high school. So I'm here for it. So thank you, ladies, for bringing that to me. Now we're going to get to Dubai because, holy fuck, it's one of my favorite franchises. Like it really is. I I can't get enough. I can't get enough. People are like this with Salt Lake City. I'm like this with Dubai. I did see... Phaedra Parks, and this has something to do with Dubai, so here we go. Phaedra was on the Wendy Williams show a couple days ago. Michael Rapaport, love him, was the host, and because uh, I know that Wendy Williams is going through some shit, and like her show's ending or something, and she's like not well per uh, the streets. I don't know if it's 100%, but you know, don't come after me. But Michael Rapaport was hosting, Phaedra was on the show, and he was basically like, damn, Dubai, like, do you how do you, how do you know what's going on there? And she's like, well, you know, I'm friends with uh, Caroline Brooks, and whenever Andy found out, he called me up and was like, you have to do a scene in the show, like you have to. And then Phaedra's like, oh my gosh, okay, sure. So she flies back out to Dubai and she does a scene. I'm so excited to see it. Yes. She also says that she does business out there, which. I didn't know that, and I'm pretty sure not a lot of people knew that. So apparently she sells sea mosses, and she has some other company that's like digital, electronic, I don't know, like engineering type shit. I have no idea, but she has another company there. And we also find out that she is actually in search of a home there. So my question is this. Phaedra, are you moving out to Dubai, and you're going to be in The Real Housewives of Dubai? Or... Phaedra, is this going to be another home in your book? I want to know. I need to know. Because if you're moving to Dubai full time, Andy, you got to get her on the show because that shit will be amazing. I love to see her go off with Ion because, oh my God, she is the best. Okay. Now we're going to get into the most recent episode of Dubai, which is episode two. Yes. We see that apparently the takeaway here is that Nina doesn't really roll with Stanbury. However, we see at the beginning of the show that Nina's posting on social media like, oh, a brunette needs a blonde bestie. And it's like her and Stanbury. So we're all confused. And fucking Lisa and Brooks are talking about it like we don't understand what's going on. Hello. But then we also see later on that Sarah, Brooks and Stanbury meet up. And they talk about Nina's dinner and they reflect and they're like, why did Ion do this? She's so crazy. Like, why did she blow up like this? Like, she wasn't invited to the hen party or the hen. What? I think it's the hen party. Sure. Um, I know it's hen something. I think it's hen party from what I recall. But they're like, why did she get all mad? This is crazy. Like, what the fuck? But we see in the episode that, you know, Ion has a really traumatic upbringing with her father. He used to beat her. He even tied her around a tree whenever like he was unhappy with her while it was raining, like some fucked up shit. And she said to Sarah at the end of the episode, she's like, yeah, you know, my dad was really good. And then all of a sudden it like he didn't want to father us anymore. So it made me feel like I was part of the reason why he didn't want to do any of this. Like I wasn't good enough for him. And so that's 
that triggered her whenever all the girls were talking about this hen party and she wasn't invited. She was excluded from this whole thing and it brought up memories of her father and that's why she acted the way that she did. And even Sarah said to the ladies at that little lunch or whatever that there had to have been a reason. Something had to have triggered her something in her past, and I want to talk to her to find out about it. See, Ion and Sarah, they're my favorite bitches so far. Lisa's always, uh, Lisa is also up there too, because those are like, Trace Amigas for me. Thank you, Shannon Bedore. We miss you. Um, Get your OC franchise in order, because Yin's guys are last on the list, probably for everyone who watches The Housewives. I also loved Whenever Lisa was in the supermarket with her son and oh my gosh, I'm just happy that she goes grocery shopping. We don't really see that with most of the housewives. However, I do have to say Beverly Hills housewives, they did go to the supermarket when they went on a glamping trip. Whenever Lisa Rinna had the cheese puffs in her hand, that was great. I appreciated that. And I definitely appreciate that Lisa shops at a grocery store. Interesting fact, though, we did learn the pork side section of the store. If you're non-Muslim, you are allowed to go to that section of the store. Interesting. Didn't know that. And uh, Lisa was like, that's basically the section that I go to all the time, (laughs) which would be me too. Then we see Nina call Lisa talking about how she had this conversation with uh, Ion and she's like talking to her like for fucking 20 so minutes. Her poor son, Christian, he's like eating 8 million Oreos, which listen, they're addicting. I would have done that too. But in my mind, I'm like, Nina, she's shopping. Leave her alone. Like, let her call you back. Do you not see her in the grocery store? Let her buy her milk. Let her buy her bagels. Let her bag. Let her buy her cereal. Like, just call her back, bitch. Call her back. It was also really cute whenever Lisa was like, you can have one Oreo cookie. And production was basically saying he had more than one. So cute. Thank you. That was adorbs. That was adorable. Then we get to the whole Thanksgiving Day feasts. One's at Lisa's that we see. One is also with Nina and they go on that fucking like Ferris wheel thing. I mean, come on, Chicago. I know that you have the Navy Pier with the Ferris wheel, but y'all have to get on each other and get this type of Ferris wheel where you can have a fucking restaurant and you go up in the fucking sky. Like, that's cool. Why don't we have that in the States? And if we do, can someone tell me where that is? Because I want to go. I'd be scared as fuck, but I want to go. That would be really fun. So when we're at Lisa's Thanksgiving feast, this is fun, (laughs) Ion is going there. She gets there with her husband and uh, her son, who's like, I don't know, he's like, he's he's teenager age. Now, she's there and she comes with a goat and we're all like, what the fuck? In my mind, I go to Jurassic Park and I am Lex at this point. Remember the little girl when she's looking, they're in the fucking thing, they're in the, in, they're by the T-Rex and she looks at the goat and she's like, what? They're, he's going to eat the goat? And then all of a sudden, whenever the rain comes and then the goat's leg comes on the fucking window and they're like, ah, I went to that part whenever I saw the goat. In my mind, I was like, are they going to fucking eat the goat? Like, I can't do this. I can't. And even Lisa said, she's like, you know what? In Jamaica, we would have put curry on that thing. We would have been eating that shit. But then we learned that Ion says, you know, where she's from in Kenya, that's like a gift to, to someone who is very special to them, someone who lets them in their life. And she feels that way for Lisa. So that was a nice, genuine gift. 
And I thought it was really, really lovely. At first, I was like, what the fuck? Are they going to eat the goat? Like, I can't do this. But then whenever we heard Ion talk about it, I was just like, see, she's a ride or die bitch. Like, she, I kind of feel like she's a little bit like Heather Gay because she is ride or die for her friends. I mean, look at Heather with Jen. I mean, Jen does some fucked up shit a lot, but Heather's always there. I feel like Ion's kind of like that. I think whoever is her friend, she will be ride or die for. Although I do love the friendship, frenemy relationship that she has with Brooks. It's fabulous. Now, when she's at Lisa's house, she was talking to her about like, I don't really understand this alliance with Nina and Stanbury. Like, Nina never really liked her. She would say all these really bad things about her. But like, I feel like she's going more for Stanbury than like sticking up for me. Like, what the fuckness? I don't understand. Now, at the end of the episode, there was a nice little sit down with Ion and Sarah. And this is where we hear more about Ion's upbringing with her father, but we also learn a little bit about Sarah as well and how she was married twice and she was really in toxic relationships and all this kind of stuff. And apparently she does hypnotherapy too and she suggests, hey, Ion, I'll give you my hypnotherapist's number. I think this would be really good for you because we find out that Ion doesn't want to forgive her father for all of this shit that she went through. And I'm sure it's a very tough situation. Sarah wants to help her out. Um, basically saying there is light beyond the dark tunnel. So that was really nice. Now, the one thing that I love, and Yin's guys know that I love it, I love it, I love it, quotes, baby, quotes of the week, quote of the week. Okay, I don't have a quote of the week because I have quotes of the week. And really, I don't want to say quotes of the week. I just want to say quotes by Ion because she is my best bitch. I fucking adore her. And Yin's guys are going to be totally sick and tired of me talking about her. It's almost like I have a girl crush on her. That's very interesting. Maybe I do. I know I just want to be like her when I grow up. First quote. (laughs) When she's going to get lunch with Nina, first of all, those Givenchy shoes, like, that's, they were, they were ugly as fuck. As Luann said, to Alex McCord about what she thought was her Herman Munster shoes. Did I say that right? Herman Munster, whatever. And then Alex McCord says, no, they were Louis Vuitton. And then Luann, well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Gifon she, honey, you made a mistake with those boots because they're ugly as fuck. But guess what? I own you rock them because you're a badass bitch. <laughs> I think I do have a crush on her. Oh, okay. Now, When she's waiting for Nina to come in for the lunch, she says, I am the queen of fashion. I'm like Rihanna and Nina, mashed potatoes with no butter, plain. And me personally, Kim, yes, I'm just going to add period dot. I'm going to use that so much in my life. People are going to hate me and it's going to be great. Love it. Next, next quote. (laughs) Next quote when she says, Uh, I think she's talking about Nina here. And she's like, when people show you their blue color, you know they're blue. Why try to see them in orange? They cannot be orange. But the thing is, people are probably like, what the fuck does that mean? This is what I think it means. Nina's wearing blue in her confessional, I believe. Definitely we know that Ion is wearing orange. And when she was saying the orange comment, she's like, why try to be orange? You are not orange, basically. So she's basically saying, Nina, you're not me. You're not a badass bitch. Bam. Love it. Mic drop. I thought it was interesting and fun. 
that it wasn't really interesting. I just want to point out that Ion was like, Nina is a flip-flopper. She's a flip-flopper friend. She's kind of like Shannon in a weird way, being a flip-flopper when it comes to friendships. But she also says that Nina is very boring. That's some really wonderful shade. And whenever she was talking about great quote here at the end of the episode, when Sarah was talking to her about uh, hypnotherapy, Ion was like, Brooks told me that I should get therapy and uh, I wasn't really sure about it. And then she says, quote, Brooks needs a refund because I don't know if it works, a.k.a. I don't think the therapy works. LOL. Love it. Love it. Love it. Last quote. I saw this on Watch What Happens Live yesterday wonderful whenever someone I think Andy was like can you say one thing nice about Sergio and Caroline's marriage oh this is so good this is like a Margaret Joseph's quote Anna Jennifer Hayden she says I am happy she married the boy and I hope the intern marriage will move forward soon ah Claps for you, Ion. Oh my God, that was fabulous. Everyone loved it. A star is born. Someone put that on their Instagram last week and it was a picture of Ion. That is so true. I know Andy Cohen is in love with her. I mean, the queen bee, a new queen bee has arrived. Watch out, Bethany Frankel. And you know that you're my main bitch, but I know that Ion is very close behind because she is phenom. Now, I'm anxious for my shows to come back. Come on, Real Housewives of Potomac. Wrap up so I can talk shit about you guys, you gals. Come on, Roni. 2023 better get here soon because I want to know how the fuck they're doing this New York show. I have high hopes, but I'm also very skeptical. So we shall see with that. Again, as I say each week, or at least the most like last week, June 23rd, Southern Charm is a coming. And... um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, I really, really hope that we are not going to be disappointed with Roni. I mean, I named my dog fucking Roni, okay? Like, I love that franchise so much. Like, I do not want to be disappointed. So, bravo. I really hope that you come through for us because we're riding high on Roni. So, Yins, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. I know sometimes I spew off here and there and here and there, but thank you for coming on the ride with me. Like, holy shit. I appreciate Yins, guys' ears. Please give me a follow on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And follow us, of course, at Believe Lifestyle and at Believe Network. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And Yins, guys, if you like listening to the show, please give me a little review. Do a little rating. Five stars would be wonderful. And it helps me to understand where you guys are coming from, if you like the material, if I should go somewhere else as far as things that I talk about. I want to hear your input. Please, please reach out and do this shit because I appreciate Yins guys. I hope Yins guys have a great rest of the week. Happy Thursday and have a kick-ass weekend and I shall see Yins guys next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.